and With attorney and author Chuck Chris Meyer. It's a one hour open line. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chris Meyer. Viewpoint is a one hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now, with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chris Meyer. By now, I'm sure you've heard the term woke. It's the center of many of the fiercest political and cultural debates right now. And we're going to talk about this matter of wokeness here today on Viewpoint. It's possible that you've never heard the term. It's entirely possible. I was recently having a conversation with someone who I was absolutely shocked had never heard the term, did not know what it meant at all. Well, for a long time, I didn't know what it meant either and had never heard the term. It sounds so woke until I discovered what it meant, and then I could understand what wokeness really is, or at least try to understand it, because there is a wokeness revival. I'll call it the woke revival. And in reality, what it is is a means for counterfeiting righteousness. Now, you won't hear that anywhere else, but that's really what the woke revival is all about. It's about counterfeiting righteousness. It's about creating an alternative gospel, one that will market well, particularly to young people, one that can strike terror or fear into corporations and cause them to comply because they fear the mob. That is, the righteous mob the ones who are preaching the gospel of wokeness. And so today we want to take a look at this matter of wokeness. And again, I'm so glad that you've joined us. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. The gospel is a pretty simple thing. The word gospel means good news. And good news is good news because of the extreme bad news. The extreme bad news is that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment by a righteous God. But today, the woke folk in our world aren't much interested in that gospel. They're interested in alternatives. They're interested in another way of defining what is good, what is right, what is honorable, what is true, and what should be followed. And woe unto anyone who does not. So wokeness brings woe. It brings woe to those who refuse to embrace wokeness. In other words, wokeness is driving modern culture today not only in America, but all over the world. And major corporations are capitulating to the gospel of wokeness. Why? Because they don't fear God, but they fear man. They fear the mob. They're terrified. And so they capitulate. Let me ask you a question. Whether or not you know the word woke and have understood it, are you afraid of man? Are you afraid of what man can do unto you? If you are, 
you're going to be seriously compromised by wokeness. Maybe you already are. You're susceptible to the gospel of wokeness. In fact, you are susceptible to capitulating to every artificial counterfeit righteousness that comes down the track, including those that will lead ultimately to a counterfeit Christ, an antichrist. And so when we talk about this matter of wokeness here today, it's not just a matter of talking about the cultural impact of woke and what it means. It's not just informational. Friends, this is a big deal. There are those who are trying to diminish the use of the word woke, but the more they try to diminish it, the more it takes hold. Because it's defining something that has taken place that is so strange on the one hand, yet so powerful and domineering on the other, that the executives of major corporations and, yes, Pastors all over the country are capitulating to wokeness. It's like a spirit, the spirit of wokeness. And we'll talk a little bit more in specific terms as to what at least people say that it means. But what they say that it means actually is much broader and much bigger and has greater implications than the mere words might indicate. The gospel of Jesus Christ is simple. Man is a sinner. He needs a savior. Because he's a sinner, we're under a death penalty because God is a righteous God and will send his only begotten son to judge the world in righteousness, not to judge the world in wokeness, but to judge the world in righteousness according to God's standard of what is righteous. Now, mankind does not much like God's standard of what is righteous. And so we rebel. We decide to do our own thing and to define our own gospel and our own standards of righteousness or unrighteousness. The Bible tells us that in the end times, people will call that which is true, untrue, and that which is untrue, true. They'll call black, white, and white, black. And that's exactly what wokeness does. Wokeness actually ends up redefining righteousness all in the name of righteousness, all in the name of doing that which is good and honorable and right. And that is commonly referred to as the social justice movement. God is interested in justice. He is a just God, and he's interested in human beings dealing justly with one another. The prophet Amos stated those famous words that have been quoted so often, let justice roll down as a mighty stream. Indeed. God wants justice to roll down as a mighty stream. But what we're seeing in America today 
has almost nothing to do with biblical justice and everything to do with a redefining of sin. So when someone says, as they did yesterday, that if they do not convict the police officer of murder in Minnesota regarding the death of Mr. Floyd, they'll burn the place down. And they'll burn cities all over America. Really? Is that what God's justice would call for? I don't think so. But wokeness? Yes. You can see the problem. It's a counterfeit righteousness. And so today we talk about the woke revival. What does it look like? And has it entered your church? Perhaps your family? Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Most of us are familiar with the term, she woke up, or he woke up. But being uh, woke today is not used that way. That was the original dictionary understanding. Today, the word woke, a created word, is used as an adjective to describe a particular line of thinking a particular way of looking at life and issues. And woke, the word, was officially added into the Oxford English Dictionary as an adjective in June of 2017. It had been lurking around through the Western culture, not only on these shores, but across the pond for a number of years. Until finally, it took on a sense that swept the whole Western world. The Urban Dictionary, which published its original definition two years prior to the official dictionary, defines it as being being woke means being aware, knowing what's going on in the community, primarily related to racism and social justice. In other words, it means to be awake to sensitive social issues such as racism. Maybe, though, what it really means is to create a sensitivity that is beyond all reasonable sensitivity in order to control other human beings and strike terror or fear into their hearts in order to accomplish a nefarious agenda. Does that sound like biblical justice to you? I don't think so. But this term isn't totally new in the U.S. 
1962, the New York Times published an article of phrases and words you might hear today in Harlem. That is a neighborhood in the northern section of New York City where many African Americans were living. The African American novelist William Melvin Kelly wrote the earliest known use of the word under its new definition in an article titled, If You're Woke, You Dig It. In other words, you get it. But what does it mean? Woke to what? Woke to what? Well, ten years later, in 1972, a character in the Barry Beckham play, Garvey Lives, said he'll stay woke via the work of pan-Africanist uh, Africanist, uh, Marcus Garvey with the line, I've been sleeping all my life, and now that Mr. Garvey done woke me up, I'm going to stay woke, and I'm going to help him wake up other black folk. So, is wokeness the waking up of black folk? Well, you would not know that necessarily, if you listen to the way people talk and who is it that's doing the talking. On the other hand, the terms break into mainstream language in, in America came from the Black Lives Movement, which used the hashtag, uh, hashtag uh, stay woke in the wake of racial injustices spreading across the country. So it's become a common term of derision among some who oppose the movements it is associated with or believe the issues are exaggerated. It's sometimes used to mock or infantilize supporters of those movements. And so today, we want to kind of break this down a bit and understand the greater significance of why this term has become so popular. Why it is, it can't be put to rest. I'm, I'm looking at an article right now from NPR. It's time to put woke to sleep. Didn't really want to talk about wokeness from NPR. Well, I can understand why they don't want to talk about wokeness because actually it's assisting those who resist the falsity or counterfeit nature of wokeness to put a label on it and therefore to use it in a way to help others understand how exaggerated and beyond all reason the so-called woke agenda has carried us. Now, how far has that gone? Well, just yesterday... The report came out that over a thousand major corporations in America have gone woke. They've gone woke with regard, for instance, to the legislation that was passed in Georgia concerning voting. Now, why did they go woke? They went woke because the wokesters out there in our country, the loud voices that are seeking to domineer in the name of social justice and in the name of racism are seeking to domineer the rest of the culture and force people through fear or threat to comply 
and become woke themselves. So it's not that the corporations are waking up to a truth. In fact, they're actually closing their ears to the truth because they're terrified. They're terrified of the mob. And so they band together. They want to look like they're banding together because, you know, they say there's safety in numbers, so they're going to band together to appear woke and in so doing capitulate to an irrational and even unrighteous movement that is being carried on in the name of the pursuit of justice. It's a counterfeit righteousness movement. It's the woke revival. Now, perhaps we can understand a little bit better about this if we were to listen to the words of uh, the My Pillow guy, Mike Little, Lindell. No matter what you think of him, that isn't the point. The point is that he has become the voice for many of reason amid a culture of increasing wokeness. The cancel culture is the vicious expression of wokeness. It is the sword of Damocles that swings and hangs over the neck of every person, every business, every church to compel those institutions and individuals that lead them to either agree with the gospel of wokeness or be destroyed. Now, if the cancel culture thought they'd have a pushover in Mike Lindell, they were sadly mistaken. The MyPillow founder didn't lose any sleep over the left's attacks. In fact, he doesn't plan to start now. And when a handful of companies decided to drop his popular line over Mike's concerns over the 2020 election, he wasn't rattled. In fact, he just vowed to stand taller for any business who might be next. In other words, he wasn't going to capitulate to the threats through cancel culture. It started over the weekend when stores like Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's and HEB and Wayfair and others abruptly decided to cut ties with the brand because of Lindell's outspoken support for Donald Trump. He said, as soon as I went public with my frustrations about voter fraud, within a couple of days, all these box stores got attacked. For the most part, he's, he doesn't even believe the complaints were real. What he has found is that these leftists just sit in a war room and create fake accounts that they can use to issue boycott threats to stores that carry certain products. It's a hired hit job by the left and cancel culture, he said. Just hours, by the way, before Twitter permanently banned his account. So Twitter is woke. Facebook is woke. Google is woke. And guess what? They are arguably the most powerful, domineering companies in the world that control speech. What you can say, what you can't say, when you can say it, 
how you can say it. And so they are the supreme wokesters. They are the high priests of the woke revival. And they will do anything they can or have to in order to keep the true gospel, real truth, from being spoken, from being pictured, from being aired. They are the high priests of wokemanship, of the woke revival. Mike Lindell made this comment. These corporate executives, they all live in fear. Everyone lives in fear. And that's how the cancel culture works. At the end of the day, corporate America is so terrified of the liberal mob that they'll succumb to anything. But they're the ones that end up really losing because they lose real customers that become upset when they make political decisions to blacklist conservatives or Christians, by the way. He said, I'm hearing it from all over the country, people who are cutting up their credit cards, switching brands because of this targeting. We can't let this happen, he said. We have to send a message, so I'm not backing down. I want to ask you a question. Are you backing down? This is not an idle question. This has taken over the spirit of wokeness which is an anti, basically, fundamentally, anti-God substitution of a counterfeit righteousness that you either conform to or you're dead. We don't need the judgment of God, a righteous judge. You'll be judged by Facebook or by Google or Twitter or by Some other company, Coca-Cola, for instance, one of the most recent ones. These executives do not have a spine. Nor can they even read the Georgia legislation, because if they could and would, they would discover that it doesn't do what they say it's doing or what those who are trying to compel them to act against it are doing. That legislation is a great piece of honest, fair, just legislation. So the Major League Baseball decided, okay, well, we're going to be woke too. We're not going to have our special game played there in Atlanta, in Georgia. No, we're going to move it. We're going to show them. We're going to show them in Georgia. All they're showing is that they have succumbed to wokeness. That's all they're showing. So they sent, they're sending their teams for the great game 
to Denver. Now, Denver and Colorado is a very liberal state. But what they forgot to figure out is what the voting laws were in Colorado, which are stricter, more strict than the new legislation in Georgia. But it doesn't matter because they're woke. They're compelled. They're terrified to be accused by the mob of racism, which is one of the major woke accusations. Everything is a racist. Most recently, you may have heard, in Oregon, a school was having trouble establishing its mascot. You're not going to believe this story. It's as woke as it gets. Stay tuned, friends. You're listening to Viewpoint. And Viewpoint is determining destiny, including yours. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. What a delight it is to join you here on Viewpoint day after day. Now, almost 26 years. Next month, it'll be 26 years. Confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. Preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. And that's true today, too, because if you haven't already picked up on it and realized this spirit of wokeness actually is the spirit that will usher in the Antichrist. It is. Because it's going to compel every man, woman, and child to submit. If you don't submit, you won't be able to eat. You won't be able to go to work. How do we know that? Just look at the cancel culture. The cancel culture is the precursor to the mark of the beast. Are you listening? This is a very serious matter. It's a counterfeit religious movement. Wokeness. It's a godless, in fact, anti-God movement that is substituting an artificial understanding of justice and truth for God's standard of justice and truth. Very deceptive. And people are capitulating to it 
hand over fist, even pastors all across America. The whole critical race theory issue is part of the woke revival. Rather than bringing healing and unity and oneness to the races, it actually is dividing even the more so. And that's Satan's goal. He uses the pretense of unity to divide. He's a deceiver. Are you seeing any deceivers out there these days in our world of politics and business? Oh, if you're not, you must be blind in one eye and refuse to see out of the other. Because it is blatant. The Western world is in a full court press to completely eradicate reason, reasonable thinking, biblical thinking, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and anything that is of honor and and uh, that would glorify God, and replace it with a counterfeit. Look what happened when Goya CEO Bob uh, Yunanui refused to apologize for his partnership with Donald Trump. The left threw everything they could at at the company, including Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York. So what happened? Well, Americans rewarded Goya, sending sales a 1,000% higher. Most CEOs were in such a hurry to do the mob's bidding that they didn't stop to consider that there were others that had buying power. So they're playing the short game of appeasement, which almost always backfires. And they make these irrational decisions, alienating entire consumer bases based entirely on fear. And that is happening in our churches. Maybe it's happening in your church. If you had eyes to see, pastors are terrified. Oh, I know, they're terrified. They want so badly to please the ever-increasing woke culture that they will do almost anything to do that, to appease They want to avoid attacks. They want to avoid somebody that doesn't think they're woke, that doesn't buy into the new woke agenda, that doesn't buy into critical race theory, the unrighteousness of that theory and its application, concluding that every single white person is, by definition, a racist. That's what critical race theory teaches. Every single white person on the planet is by definition a racist. Therefore, whiteness must be eradicated. This is what's happening in our corporations. The spirit of it is happening in our churches Pastors are at war over this issue. Entire denominations, friends, are submitting 
to the spirit of wokeness, a counterfeit revival, the woke revival, preaching counterfeit righteousness. And people are so much desire to have what they think is a sensitive heart and a caring soul that they're willing to capitulate to these ungodly and dishonest doctrines. They're the doctrines of the church of woke. So what should you do? Well, when we refuse to live in fear of anyone but God, we're in good shape. Mike Lindell, the pillow, my pillow guy, says the cancel culture would love nothing better than to shut up Christians and drive them from the public square. That's what they're trying to do. He said it's a lot harder to do when we refuse to live in fear of anyone but God. The Lord is on my side, said the psalmist. What can man do to me, said Mike Lindell. And it takes a lot of courage to speak the truth when your livelihood is on the line, he said. We need to stand with those who are willing to stand and not quiver in terror uh, terror and fear Mike says there are so many spineless and cowardly people out there when you actually find one who's going to stand up for their convictions a pastor a business leader a politician stand with them that's how we fight back. Now, I told you about the situation in Oregon. A school was trying to establish a, a new mascot. So they chose a pine tree or a fir tree. One of the people on the committee for choosing the mascot had written a quite a beautiful piece about what the tree represented and and it could mean if translated reasonably into the life of the school and the students in the school. It was quite good. There was nothing woke or obtuse about it. But then somebody came along on the committee and said, well, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do this because, now listen to what the rationale was, because black people 200 years ago were lynched on trees. And to have a fir tree or a pine tree set as the mascot might be offensive. Really? I, I don't see black people running from trees, do you? I don't see them terrified by trees. This is a false compassion, friends. It is always looking for something to stir up trouble in the name of justice and peace.
and it's just the opposite. It does not bring justice, nor does it bring peace. It only stirs up more and more confrontation among people. I could take, regardless of what you are wearing right now, the chances are 90% that if I look at you, I could make up something to be sensitive about, to make you feel uncomfortable about what you are wearing because you don't meet the standard of wokeness. Suppose you're wearing a pair of black shoes. Now you can be accused of cultural appropriation. Why? Because black people are black. And if you wear black shoes, then you are culturally misappropriating, and that is one of the big offenses of the woke church. Now let's suppose that you're wearing white shoes. If you're wearing white shoes, then you also are an offense because you're identifying with whiteness. And whiteness now is the unpardonable sin in the woke revival. It's a sin that you can't repent of. If you're white, you can't repent of it. All you can do is bow down to those who are carrying the agenda of wokeness and let them compel you to do whatever they want. This is not righteousness, friends. This is profound unrighteousness. And it is destroying the spirit of our country intentionally. Satan is not here to build up and encourage. He's here to steal, to kill, and destroy. Don't we get that yet? And when we get back, we're going to see what the Apostle Paul called us to. He called us to a different kind of wokeness. I hope you'll stay tuned. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. Today we're talking about the woke revival and... uh, 
the means to counterfeit righteousness, which is what it's all about. It's not real. It's artificial. It's counterfeit. And that's exactly how the enemy of your soul works. He works to mimic or counterfeit that which is right and that which is good, and then try to market it to you as if it's the real deal. So, this spirit of wokeness is taking over not only this country, but the Western world. The Chinese look at what's happening in America and the West, and it's just so ridiculous, they can't even believe that we would succumb, that the greatest nation on the face of the earth would succumb to this utter irrational stupidity. But it's become a religion. And people will worship at the footstool of wokeness. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was listening as the Senate Rules Committee held a hearing. But he's putting big business on notice. He said, there will be serious consequences if corporate America continues acting like a woke, parallel government. It's just the latest sign of a fraying alliance between big companies and the Republican Party. Uh, In the wake of the cancellation of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in Georgia over new election laws, McConnell Flash frustration that companies appear to be taking direction from Democrat complaints about the law. He said our private sector must stop taking cues from the outrage industrial complex. Americans do not need or want big business to amplify disinformation or react to every manufactured controversy with frantic left-wing signaling. You agree? Have you been seduced by the gospel, the counterfeit gospel of wokeness? Many pastors have been seduced. Whole denominations are in the process of risking division now. Some of the major, even fundamentalist, or evangelical denominations in the country are in warfare over the gospel of wokeness. But what does the Apostle Paul have to say about this? Well, here's what he said. In the book of Ephesians, he said, it's time to wake up. Awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness. Awake to righteousness. Not awake to some new uh, cultural kind of counterfeit that creates its own definition of righteousness and then tries to force it upon everyone else through force or threat of force which is exactly what's happening. 
And the same people who are carrying on the woke revival and preaching its false gospel throughout the country will be the first ones to accuse Christians of trying to impose their morality upon the country. Right? Yet this is a counterfeit morality. It's what they choose to put their hope and trust in, thinking that they're going to save the world through the gospel of wokeness. But it's not good news. It's very bad news. Rather than unifying and bringing joy and harmony, it's bringing nothing but confusion and division and more breakdown of racial uh, it's almost making it impossible, undoing all of the efforts that have been made by the Holy Spirit over the past 20, 20 years to, to bridge over and bring racial harmony and unity in our churches. This is tearing it all apart. Intentionally. And then gloating over it. The Apostle Paul says, wake up. It's time to wake up. And turn to righteousness from God's viewpoint. Wake up and sin not. Is it not sin and a heart of unrighteousness to try to cancel out every legitimate business, every legitimate person, every legitimate church, just because they refuse to buy into your counterfeit gospel of wokeness? Pastors, let me speak with you for just a moment. Do you have a spine, or are you weak-kneed and spineless? If we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for anything. You've heard it said. These are times, my friends, that if pastors cannot stand, and having done all to stand, having their loins girt about with truth, not all this phony, artificial, counterfeit righteousness, but the real righteousness is of the Holy Spirit that brings the truth to bear and a kind of healing and oneness of spirit in Christ. If that's not what the fruit is, the root is wicked. But it's going to take courage to stand. You might lose some of your congregation. You might lose 
some of the millennials and Generation Z, you might lose them. Jesus was willing to lose. At one point, he lost 500 in one fell swoop by one word that he said. Jesus was not out there to pander and, and try to sell himself. No, he spoke the truth. He spoke it in love. He did what the Father asked him to do and then left it in the lap of the Father. That's what we need to do. And the times are going to get tougher and tougher, my friend. Do you not understand that? Do you not see that? Today, our program is being aired on a new podcast for the first time with uh, Charisma Media. I want to welcome those of you who are listening in for the first time. Yes, indeed. As we say, we're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour, and that final hour is upon us. How long that hour is, I cannot tell you, but we're in that season. All the rivers and tributaries and streams of history are converging, even at this very moment, into a surging maelstrom heading inexorably toward the second coming of Jesus Christ and the judgment. Let me ask you a question. Have you committed your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Have you confessed your sin, come clean before him, and received his uh, salvation, his offer of salvation to you by your simple confession of your, your sin without excuse? And embracing him as your Lord and Savior, committed to walk with him in righteousness and truth from this day forward until he comes. If you've not done that, you need to do that, and you need to do it post-haste. Time is running short. You may not even have, you may not even have time to wait for the coming of Christ. You could face him even this afternoon or this evening. And when he comes, he's coming to judge the world in righteousness. Not the standard of woke revival. Not the counterfeit righteousness that is being proffered through force or threat of force upon every human being, government, and business, and churches. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he speaks with a still, small voice. He's looking for relationship with you. No threat of force. There will be consequences for those who refuse to receive. There will be a judgment. But at this point, 
Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Make that decision and walk with him, will you? Would love to hear from you. If this program has been changing your life, give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Or email us. Go to the website, saveus.org. And I want to urge you, if you do not already have the book, my latest book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. What we're talking about today, the woke revival and the counterfeit righteousness movement, the counterfeit gospel, is part of the spirit of Antichrist that is preparing to seduce every man, woman, and child to embrace a false gospel. Don't yield. Get a copy of the book. I think it will open your mind, open your eyes and your heart. It's not a book just about information. Oh, it's loaded with information. But it's a book about transformation. It's a book about you, about real life. It's a $22 book. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. I urge you also to become a partner. Uh, It's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. Really, think about it. As we talk about cancel culture, we talk about uh, those that are rising up in a spirit of wokeness. You think we don't experience that here? Oh, we've been experiencing that for 26 years since the beginning we launched this program. And it's getting tougher. Become a partner. Go to our website. Make your generous gift there. Saveus.org. Write to us. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. God bless. Be a blessing. Stand strong. And having done all to stand, stand, having your loins heard about with truth, my friend. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring